Hello. Hello. It's uh, it's another one. Hey, we're back at it again. You just can't stop us. Can't stop, won't stop. Ah, uh, yeah. Coming at you hard and fast with all of that breaking content. <laughs> breaking what? It's I not don't. breaking news. It's it's breaking something people's brains, maybe? I don't hey, know. Maybe so. <laughs> oh, man. What are we talking about today? Today... We're going to do a fun little cryptid romp. I want to talk about the lizard people. Cryptids around the world. <laughs> I imagine that's the noise they make. That's how they laugh. They go... <laughs> okay, so um, lizard people, they they're actually have a few technical like names. Okay. So they're called reptilians. I they're knew that also one. called reptoids, archons, reptiloid, reptiloids. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be another I in there and be reptilioids, but it's not. It's reptiloids. Reptilioids sounds better. It does sound better. It's easier to say yeah. for some reason. Uh, saurians, draconians, or lizard people, which is how most people know them these days. Draconians? Yeah, right? Um, that seems a bit draconian. So, <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so I we live in a, a day and age um, with the internet and uh, the super information highway. We've I'm sure all seen the the conspiracy videos of you know the the high ranking politicians and things like that. Where supposedly the Prince Harry's supposed to be one. Yeah, lots of high ranking <laughs> officials and. I've seen lots of videos where, like, you know, their eyes suddenly will, like, switch to, like, lizard eyes, and yeah. they'll have the sideways yeah. uh, eyelids that flip. And, and I always all wanted those. Split-second shots where they, you know, come back to normal afterwards. Where somebody's been practicing their video effects, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's the other ones where, like, for a split second, their veil falls or whatever, and you see, like, the reptilio, like, the scaly gray, green, blue of their skin and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, we got scrolls. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're basically scrolls. Um, so they've been f around for qu a bit longer than I even thought they had. Honestly, um, they take a very big role in lots of sci-fi, lots of conspiracy theories of today's day and age. Lots of QAnon. Uh, lots of QAnon. Lots of um, UFOlogy. Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. Actually, it's UFOlogy. Is it not ufology? Ufology? It might be. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's it, all nonsense. It doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> but, so, it was originally popularized, and this is where I knew it from, popularized by David Icke, who is a conspiracy theorist. He claimed that uh, shape-shifting alien reptilians um, control Earth by taking on a human form and gaining political power to help manipulate us. Okay. That's a... That was the goal of the reptilians, is to come to Earth, infiltrate our most highest-ranking officials, and essentially gain control over all of humanity while impersonating us. They're the scroll. Yeah, yeah. That, that is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and um, so he started saying all of that in his book, which came out in... Do, 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 I had it here just a second ago. I believe it was 99... Yeah, he per he first published a book on this theme in 1999, a book <laughs> called The Biggest Secrets. Ooh. However, not it, related to the secret. No, not related to the <laughs> secret. It's this is the biggest secret. The biggest one. Yeah, fuck the secret. We're talking about the biggest secret. Oof. All right. Um, you don't want to put your thoughts out into the universe. It brings the reptile people. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but actually, it starts a lot, lot earlier than that. Um, there, I'm just going to read from this Wikipedia article real quick. I'm going to do a, a, a quote from this. Uh, so, Michael Barkin, who is a professor of political science at uh, Syracuse University, posits the idea of a reptilian conspiracy originated in the fiction of Conan the Barbarian creator Robert E. Howard in his story <laughs> The Shadow Kingdom which was first published in um, 1929. Come on, Bob E. Howard. <laughs> yeah. 
that's fun. It is. That's a good name. You're right. <laughs> Bobby. Um, so, uh, the story of the Shadow Kingdom drew on uh, theosophical ideas of the lost worlds of Atlantis and Lemuria, particularly... Um, a myth from Plato? Yeah. <laughs> well, particularly from a book uh, written by Helena uh, Blavatsky, um, her book, The Secret Doctrine, which was written in 1888. Oh, jeez. With its reference to dragon men who once had a mighty civilization on a Lemurian continent. Okay. So, wait, wait, what is Lemuria? Is that is that Madagascar? Uh, the only the, place where lemurs Rick. are? It was a continent proposed in 1864 by zoologist Philip Sclater. That's a Sclater. good name. Sclater. Yeah. Slater um, losers. Which uh, is theorized to have sunk beneath the Indian Ocean and was later appropriated by occultists uh, in supposed accounts of human origins. Okay. Um, the theory's been discredited with the discovery of plate tectonics and continental drift, but back in 1800s, it was a kind of Pangea-esque continent that everyone thought had sunk down under the Indian Ocean. Okay. That was theorized to exist. Um... So his serpent men, as as Bob Howard called them, were based on the dragon men that she had written about that had supposedly come from Lumeria. Okay. And um, they were uh, the serpent men were described as humanoids, human bodies with snake heads, who were able to imitate humans at will and who lived in underground passages and used their shape changing and mind control abilities to infiltrate humanity. Um, these obviously went on to um, influence a lot of different people, um, lots of different authors. H.P. Lovecraft um, took a bunch of the ideas from Howard and uh, Blavatsky and used them to help create Cthulhu and things yeah, like that. Yeah, he was probably scared of lizard people. He was scared of everything else. Yeah. <laughs> He's scared of anything that wasn't his skin color. He <laughs> <laughs> was also scared of, like, weird math concepts, too. Like, he was scared of everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes the pursuit of knowledge is a terrifying thing. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes ignorance is bliss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and is that how we trick ourselves into not seeing the lizard people? Yes. I guess I would say yes. It it is the kind of that thing where the the human brain sees what it wants to see. An SCP so, field. Yeah, like it's it's Douglas those Adams. things. That's why conspiracy theorists see the lizard people, and that's why people that don't believe in the conspiracies don't see them. It's you see what you want to see, and you believe what your brain wants to believe. You know, right. like um, in the forties, the nineteen forties, Maurice Doriel, also known as Claude Doggins, which Good on you changing that. Claude Doggins is such a better name. <laughs> Claude Doggins. <laughs> um, wrote a pamphlet. Claude Dongit. Entitled <laughs> The Mystery of the Gobi <laughs> that described a serpent race with, quote, bodies like a man but heads like a great snake and an ability to take human form. These creatures also appeared in Doriel's poem, uh, The Emerald Tablets, in which he referred to emerald tablets written by... Thoth, an Atlantean priest king, which Thoth is, if you follow the, the, the history and lore of Atlantis, Thoth was one of the kings of Atlantis at okay. a certain point. Uh, it also, that ties back into Aleister Crowley and his beliefs a little bit. Right. Um, Aleister Crowley, he talks a lot about Thoth. I actually have the tarot deck that he drew originally and, and made. I, not the original one obviously but a copy of it and it's called the um, the book of thoth well, it seems like these people have all given it a lot of thoth yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so and then so barkin asserts that in all likelihood doriel's ideas came from the shadow kingdom and that in turn the emerald tablets formed the basis for david ike's book the children of the matrix all of these books, The Biggest Secret, Children of the Matrix, they're all about the same core concept of these lizard people that are infiltrating and taking over the human race. Okay. Which pre pretty much has been kind of a thought throughout almost all of human history, it sounds like. like yeah. People have been talking about this for a very long time. 
it's funny. I was the you came over while I was in the middle of the Eternals, and they brought up the Emerald Tablets in that movie. <laughs> See, it's a running theme. <laughs> theme of the day, unintentional Ooh. theme of the day. <laughs> um, and then there's another historian, Edward Guimont, which is a great name. Yes. Uh, has argued that the reptilian conspiracy theory, particularly as expounded by Ike, drew from er earlier pseudo-historical legends developed during the colonization of Africa, particularly surrounding Great Zimbabwe and the Mokele Mbembe? Alright, that sounded right. I'm going to go with you on that. Uh, And the Mokele Mbembe is basically... um, They found drawings in... um, what's called Great Zimbabwe, which was a large part of Africa uh, okay. back when it was being colonized, which shows, and I'm going to show Keenan a picture, it basically shows uh, big long necks, Brachiosaur, yeah, Brontosaur kind of thing. Like from Land Before Time. These drawings have been found all over Africa, essentially. They're, they're all, uh, at, at some point, it's basically believed that there was some version of this dinosaur that was alive while early humans were alive, and which is why we have so many drawings of, of these. That would make sense. I mean, it would make sense that some of the dinosaurs didn't die immediately, but also that they couldn't reproduce in a new atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that would make some level of sense, or yeah. like they would have died out, you know, before we got to a civilized place it probably honestly was not like we think of brontosaurus and brachiosaurus being gigantic like two or three elephants big or whatever because in the triassic and jurassic periods they were that big megafauna back flora fauna i mean they are megafauna back then they probably still would be considered megafauna because like we consider elephants megafauna but they probably would have been a smaller version as the atmosphere had changed they probably would have been closer to the size of what we would think of probably as an elephant mm-hmm. at least in my opinion yeah I mean, um just natural evolution somewhere between and a giraffe and an elephant yeah yeah just the way evolution works and things like that that's yeah. my basic assumption on it but so that is like the basically the history of where this idea came from and it, it goes back hundreds of years farther than i originally thought it did i knew yeah. the david ike things yeah. But um, I'm so sorry before we get too far past it. Short legs and a long neck. Yep, yep. <laughs> neck. <laughs> <laughs> um so with knowing this this kind of origin and I think it's also it, it doesn't really talk about it in in this Wikipedia article. I think it's very prevalent to talk about as well. Um especially in more ancient religion and like especially the ancient Greeks and um, some others like the Sumerians and things like that. Yeah. Where we had gods that yes. were worshipped that were very clearly bodies of a person, head of an animal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Egyptian mythology definitely has body of a person, head of a snake. That's always been a thing that's been around in Egyptian mythology. Yeah. Um, which does lend some credence to the conspiracies out there of this obviously been an idea for a long time and there might have maybe if it's a real thing maybe they weren't always hiding the fact that they were snake people right i always just imagine those were like characterized masks that leaders put on after i mean they might be we weren't there. We, yeah. we couldn't know. Yeah, we couldn't know. It's very possible that that is the way it is. I mean, I've always considered it to be more allegorical and metaphorical than anything else. Yeah. You know, like the same way that we talk about Jesus turning water into wine. Like he, right. you know, didn't actually turn water into wine. He yeah. didn't actually take one loaf of bread and one fish and feed 40,000 people with it. He may not have actually existed. Uh, he actually <laughs> yeah. existed. No, yeah, there, 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 there was existed. a Jesus of Nazareth. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, beyond that, there's no... He was no. just a, a, a hippie hobo guy that was very charismatic. Yeah. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not saying there is. There but... have been cult leaders forever. <laughs> yeah. But but saying he took one loaf of bread and one fish and telling me that he fed like forty thousand people with it, I'm gonna no no he did not no he didn't he, <laughs> he may have brought the people together and convinced them to help each other and feed each other and by that has you know he teach did a man to fish that you know yeah that yeah the whole thing <laughs> um 
But, so I think it is very interesting to point out that even it, older than the origins we just talked about, throughout religion in our ancient past, there is still prevalence for for that to be, for lizard people to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, so, theoretically, would is the thought that they came from somewhere else to to do this or like did they are they just a different species of humanoid that evolved here i think no the the prevailing theory is that they are aliens okay they came from another place to come here to infiltrate us and end up at the top of the food chain manipulating and controlling the human race to what they want to do with it for why because who doesn't want an entire planet of slave people that'll do whatever you want? I mean, I mean, if you're looking for power in the overall scheme of the galaxy or the universe, having an entire race, an entire planet of people at your beck and call is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a fair call, but I like... I It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Seems like a pretty sweet deal. Uh, no, I just... Um, if that's the case, uh, why haven't they done anything with it? Um, because, well, like, if if they've been around for so long and doing this for so long, they are already in positions of power, as theorized. Um, what? What do they, they? Do they just want nuclear destruction? Because that's what it seems like they were headed for, and it seems like that would be um, not great for their end goals. Um, well, let me let me delve into that a little <laughs> bit then for you. So we'll move on to the the politics section of this real quick. All right, yeah. Because there is an entire section called politics. Good, here. good. Because I don't I don't understand the point unless they are also warring with each other below the surface. So, I, I guess this politics thing is basically just talking about some of the people that have been claimed to be. Lizard people. Well, well, let's hear some names then. Let's um, hear some names and let's see if we can uh, find a, well, a common thread. This one's funny. This very first <laughs> one. This, this very first one's funny because it starts with one of the funniest quotes I've ever heard. Um, Evil reptilian kitten eater from another planet. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that might get you. <laughs> it sounds like a trauma movie. <laughs> um, but that was a pejorative. Referring to then-Ontario Liberal Party opposition leader Dalton McGinty in a press release disseminated by the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario. <laughs> so that's just literally a one party calling out the leader of another party for being a lizard person. That happened in uh, 2003. Oh my god, that's way too recent for that. <laughs> that happened in 2003. Oh, it gets that's that's the oldest one on this list. That's just like weirdly intentional slander. Um, there was another one, uh, two thousand eight, uh, U.S. Senate in Minnesota, uh, between comedian and commentator Al Franken and incumbent Senator Norm Coleman. One of the ballots challenged by Coleman included a vote for Franken with. Lizard people, written in the space provided for writing candidates. <laughs> okay. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. Um, apparently, at one point in 2011, Louis C.K. asked uh, former U.S. Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld... A number of times, a number of times he asked him if he and Dick Cheney were lizard people who enjoyed the taste of human flesh. <laughs> that's that's Louis C.K. being funny before we knew he was shit. Yeah, and then it says, uh, amused by Rumsfeld's refusal to directly answer the question, C.K. suggested it as a possible admission of guilt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, uh, like... I don't like Rumsfeld. I don't got anything nice to say about him, but not answering a stupid question is not it's not an admission of guilt. Well, then he went on further to to posit that perhaps those who are lizard people cannot lie about it. 
And when asked if they are lizards, they either have to avoid answering the question or say yes. <laughs> that feels like a hat on a hat. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> I'm trying to think of coherent, like, counter-questions to these things, and most of them just feel like they explain themselves away. Yeah, yeah, and then on the last one they have here is the one of the videos I was talking about. Um, in a 2013 video depicting of a security guard with unusual features guarding a speech by President Barack Obama, um... And it, that was one of the ones where, like, the eyes switched and, like, the, the veil flipped for a minute and you right. saw, like, the lizard right. things or whatever. <laughs> um, I have always wanted sideways eyelids. They, they are pretty cool. <laughs> um, so they, there have been some talks about them in, like, alien abduction things. They really only have one little report here, which is <laughs> from 67. Okay, all right. Um, it says older. one of the earliest reports um, was in Ashland, Nebraska, where police officer Herbert Shermer. <laughs> Herbert Shermer. That's amazing. Herbert Shermer. <laughs> I love this. This all right. <laughs> There's so many good names. I'm, yeah, I'm not falling for any lizard conspiracy at this point, but the names involved with lizard conspiracies are fantastic. Yeah. Um, officer Herbert Shermer, who under hypnosis recalled being taken aboard a UFO in 1967 by humanoid beings with a slightly reptilian appearance who wore a winged serpent emblem on the left side of their chest. Talokan? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, the feathered snake god is actually a real thing uh, in Mesoamerican culture. Like Yes. Yeah. Once again, going back to old religion and the idea of lizard people or snake people. Yeah. Um, and Nebraska, that's not super far south, but it's close enough to being towards South America that you would probably have some of that influence in there. It's like Midwest. No, I guess it's. I guess it's a. Little it's a south. little south. Yeah. I it's like it's above Texas, but. I mean, Texas real big. Texas real big. It's, it's the biggest one we got next yeah. to Alaska. Yeah, Alaska real big. Real big. <laughs> Alaska big big. <laughs> Alaska, America's Russia. <laughs> okay, so um, back to David Icke for a moment. So, because he first talked about uh, the reptilians um, in his, like I said earlier, his 1999 book, uh, The Biggest Secret. The Biggest Secret. Which, having a book called The Biggest Secret that comes out at the end of the millennium in 99, that's, that just feels very on the nose It for really me. does. Um, but he described them as a tall, blood-drinking, shape-shifting reptilian humanoid race from the Alpha Draconis star system. Um, but now they hide in underground bases and are a force behind a worldwide conspiracy against humanity. Mm -hmm. um, he says that most of the world's ancient and modern leaders are related to these reptilians, including the Merovingian dynasty, okay. which is the blood of Jesus, the Merovingians, yeah. 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 Um, the Rothschilds, the Bush family, and the British royal family. Oh. He claims that all of these people are part of, of the reptilian bloodline. I mean, okay. Uh, the bushes feel weird to throw in there, if I'm being honest. I believe it was more a stab at Bush Sr. than Jr. Either way. Bush Sr. Uh, people have said things like that about Bush Sr. since he was in office. Yeah. It's it's actually been a thing that follows him around for quite some time now. That's hilarious. Like that's the cocaine also, thing with Bush Jr. Yeah, that's also why people talk to about Dick Cheney being one because him and Bush Sr. have been close friends for so long. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why they're all wrapped up in that. Um, interestingly enough, though, uh, apparently uh, there was another writer who included her. Uh, Ike's conspiracy theory in her list of the ten most popular conspiracy theories. Okay. And um, 
they did a poll of Americans in 2013, just uh, by the public policy polling, which I didn't know was a thing, but it is just a... PPP. Yeah, they're just a place that does random polls of Americans to see what they think and what they have feel about things or whatever. All right. And it indicated that um, about roughly 4% of registered voters believed in David Icke's lizard people. That's too much. Conspiracy. About that's... 4%. 4% of registered voters, though. Like, that's still too much. Because, like, I'm not a registered voter, I so... I am, and I did. I just did it, like, you know, <laughs> uh, I turned 18 and it came in the mail and did the thing, like... No, not me. Mm. I didn't sign up for the draft until they threatened to put cuffs on me and put me in jail for it. Yeah. And I still complained the entire time that I signed the paper. I don't... I hated that I had to sign up for the draft. That's I fair. Didn't. And they were like, you have so many health issues. They can't... They're not going to draft you. I'm like, you don't know that. We're not doing it right now. <laughs> I don't have flat feet. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would be a draft dodger. I am not going to war. <laughs> Not for this country. Not for any country. Yeah. If it was for humanity, maybe. then maybe. Yeah. But for a country, fuck that. Yeah, fuck your flags, fuck your borders. Yeah. yeah. I'll protect my fam fam. Yeah. yeah I, that's I, about as far as that goes. <laughs> I'll protect my fam. I'll protect my friend. Friends fall under family. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's... I'm. And my animals. I guess that yeah, also falls under Yeah, I was just going to say my dog, but yeah, he's, he's, my, he's my dog. I'd protect my cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're here for the benefit of humanity, not for the benefit of your shitty economy. Yeah. That's, that's our viewpoint on that. Yeah. I don't... I just don't see the, the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, And that's quite frankly my biggest thing with this whole conspiracy is like... Like, even after all of that, my question didn't get answered. They don't, they don't have any reason to have not enacted any actual plans at this point well it could be because we haven't made it to the point where they can i assume that they are manipulating us to get us to the point where they want to get us to which is having us if this is all a real thing right 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 they're manipulating us to get to a an end goal clearly Right. That end goal, probably, based on the technologies we're developing, is some sort of weapon of mass destruction. Now... Reptiloid endgame. Yes. Now, clearly we've figured out nuclear fission. We have nuclear bombs, we have all sorts of stuff, like... Those are big booms. Big booms, big booms. And what makes a bigger boom? Nuclear fusion. Yeah. Which we have been working towards... For a very, very long time. Nuclear fusion could be a potentially almost limitless power source. It can make real infinitely bigger booms than we can make right now. Right. It can... Nuclear fusion unlocks the the rest of the galaxy to us right. at this moment. Oh, you know, I just thought of a cool thing. Um, they could be using... Uh the popularity of the Marvel movies and the Marvel comics back in the, you know, 60s and 70s when scrolls started becoming a thing, they could be using that to normalize the idea in our minds. Yeah. All of these things are able to be there to normalize those ideas. The the seeding out of the idea of aliens in general, the, the comic books with the scroll and stuff. Um, Secret Wars as a whole. Having... Uh, Oh, in the the ancient religions and having it be oh it, maybe it was normalized to have you know half human half animal things at one point in history all of these things slowly acclimate the human mind to the idea of something like that happening um you can also look back at like uh, cultures across um, across the entire world from Mesopotamian cultures like the the Maya and the Aztec mm-hmm. to Egyptian cultures and things like that, where you find um, images uh, carved into their temples and stuff of people that clearly look like... It, it looks like a person in an astronaut suit. Right. It looks like ships coming from space. It looks like people in, in space suits. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, I've early, seen some of those and... The fact that we don't actually have like a full-on explanation for that is still pretty weird. I'll I'll, I'll give them that. It's it's weird that we they have those and 
I, everything I've heard or looked up, it's not not definitive by any means. Um, the idea that uh, you know ancient civilizations like Egypt and uh, the Sumerians had uh, like batteries and uh, like early versions of like computers that they could get to function. Um, there, there might be a little some credence to the fact that they didn't use torches all the time. So they might have had like a version of like a light bulb and a right. way to harness electricity. Um, the idea that maybe based on the way that um, pyramids, the pyramids are set up, not just the ones in Egypt, but the temples and pyramids all over the world. Um, and they could be used to harness the gravitational power of the earth and they could potentially themselves be used as a, a power source. We don't know how that could work, but I don't personally, I guess, right. know how that could work. But I know that there are theories out there that that could happen, um, especially if you believe in things like ley lines and the power of the Earth. And because the the way the ley lines are set up, pyramids, the pyramids, most of the time, will, you'll find somewhere over a ley line, you'll find pyramids, and they that's how they are set up from right. ancient histories. Like, these, these places that classically the earth has more energy generated in is where these big things were built. And one of the only ideas for that is that maybe they were there to harness that power. Right. And um, maybe if they're just manipulating us to turn us into a giant power source, if if they're doing the, the Rick and Morty thing of, you guys are going to be the power for our ships. You're going to create right. the power source for our stuff. Right. That that's a good end goal right there. Yeah, what if what if they just crashed here and they maybe those ley lines are created by their ships. That's very possible. Yeah. I have also thought because and this leads more into an episode that'll happen later down the road where we talk about aliens just in general. Right. But there are supposedly many, many different species and types of aliens that either have come and visited Earth at some point or regularly come and visit Earth or have infiltrated and are part of our society as of right now. And it's not so far-fetched to go from the idea of that happening to out there is some... Uh, like a, a galactic war happening out in space somewhere. Yeah. That maybe the the nuclear fusion power is needed to help their efforts in the war. Yeah, I I could see that as a potential conspiracy. Uh. It would also be part of the reason why they maybe want to keep us in the dark. They don't want the people that are creating their power source to get out there and learn shit before they're ready for us to learn shit. They mm. want us under their control, content, doing what they want. That way they can get out of us what they need. That still seems counterintuitive, because, like, how how many people have you just, like, went up on the street and were like, hey, would you like for humans to go to space? I mean... Not, like, I feel like at least 50% of the population is going to say yes. I don't know if that's correct, though. Like, I really am I, not sure Obviously, I that. pulled that out of my ass, but, like... Yeah, no, I, but, I, I mean, like, I, I think people generally are much more hesitant about it than that. I think that we like space, and so we see it in that niche bubble when maybe we are still in the minority about that. I Maybe, but, like, it, usually it's a matter of funding that people are like, oh, I don't know, we can't really afford to you know, divert money from our own wars here. <laughs> Gotta get that military budget, you know, they probably need a few more trillion dollars or whatever. <laughs> it, it's usually, like, when I hear people hesitate about space, it's never like, oh, I don't, I don't want us to leave Earth. It's like, we need to fix our planet first, or no, I don't see how we could afford to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, we can't divert resources from the people who are suffering here. And, like, I get that. I totally understand and, like, respect that point of view, but also, like... But really, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, stop funding war, and then we can do a lot. 
listen to Roddenberry. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean that's true. <laughs> that's true. I also think it's interesting that a lot of the accounts have them living underground mainly. Yeah, at this I've, point. It just every time you've said that I just think, "Oh, the the mole people." The mole people it actually makes me think more of the hollow earth. Ah. More of a hollow earth thing rather than a than a mole people thing. Yeah, or there's that hole in Siberia where they thought they heard hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could have just been lizard people. It could have just been lizard people. I just saw an article recently, and and I didn't finish it all the way, so I, I don't know the specifics of everything. But they supposedly found a, a new layer of uh, earth that we weren't didn't know was there it's like a hundred miles or i can't remember it's miles or kilometers so it's very different yes in distance hundred somethings uh either a hundred miles or a hundred kilometers under the crust of the earth they found a new layer that they didn't expect to be there a lizard layer they thought it would be like they thought they were going to get through to the mantle and there was something else down there that wasn't mantle so there's like an extra gap at the bare minimum, there's another extra gap there before you get down far enough to hit the mantle. So, okay. there is maybe some basis for it, not a. I would never say a full hollow Earth theory. Like, no, that we just still seems, have to have the core. Which... Well, the core of the Earth, hollow Earth theory accounts for the core. The core is a secondary sun that's in the middle. That is essentially why gravity is like separated. Right. So there's, like, the people that live where we live on the surface and then the sun that's above us, and then there's the core, which is the sun in the middle, and then the gravity is reversed underneath so that the they're on the underside and that is their surface, and there's another sun that's in the middle that helps keep the Earth warm. Okay. That's that's the way hollow Earth theory works. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a really simplified version of it. I really tried not it. to laugh through it, but... It's a really simplified version of it. That's going to be a whole nother episode. I could talk for a while about hollow earth theory. I like my conspiracy theories. We're going to go through a bunch of them. Um, but finding that second layer down there, that far underneath the ground, does lend some credence to the fact that while hollow earth is most definitely not a, a real thing, there's potential to have some shit down there. Yeah. If there's yeah. if there's that big of a space down there. We don't even know what's at the bottom of the sea, so Yeah, like, like if there's that big of an open area that far down, yeah. Yeah, things probably live down there. Something. Why not lizard people? <laughs> lizard people, why not? Why not? Um Well, because that's absurd. <laughs> Is it though? Like it cuz I mean, it's just one of those things where you look at the actual, like, based on history of humanity and all the crazy shit that, that could be, and it's not explainable. Yeah. Even things like the, the early astronaut theory. Yeah. And having all of those from across the world, different carvings of essentially astronauts as we see them, like... But is it that far-fetched to say something didn't come from space at some point and stayed here? Uh, I I don't necessarily think that nothing could have come from space and, like, you know, influenced drawings like that or influenced people of the past, but I also think that there are potential other explanations, like, for pretty much all of it. Um, and the fact that Ronald Reagan's name hasn't been brought up as a lizard people... Pfft, Blows this just, theory out of the water. Just not in what I found. It, it should be one of the prominent ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... But, you know, we've been making weird suits to do things for a very long time, and they definitely have had weird masks and things for a long time. It could have been just somebody from a different country came in a weird outfit yeah. that they didn't understand, and... Like, you know, they wrote that down. Like, there there have been, as long as there have been civilized people, there have been civilized people spread out. Since we weren't hunting and gathering, people made their own civilizations, their own areas to cultivate and to grow and to evolve and adapt. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, as far as we know, those are uh, an early, like, underwater suit or 
cold suit or like maybe it's a hot suit like you, you yeah. know you know like the, there's just there's so many things that and humans are really innovative in their oh, ability to adapt so i feel like the while we don't have a solid explanation for those just like Rumsfeld not answering the question it doesn't indicate the it, the yeah. extreme other mhm like uh and quite frankly, we were dumb for a long time. I, quite frankly, we're still pretty dumb. We're still pretty dumb, but like, we we were dumber then. We we've we we used to like think Mercury was good for us. Like, <laughs> uh, well, and I think that that also bears another question of there's a lot of uh, ancient societies that uh, died out suddenly. Yeah. For little to no apparent reason. Right. And some of them we can figure out. You know, the people of Pompeii died when Vesuvius went up and they got flash frozen in ash and that's why we have the Pompeii statues and things like yeah. that. Yeah. But then there's other cultures like, uh, I can never remember if it's the Aztec or the Maya. I think yeah, it's the one, Maya. One of just them just disappeared. Disappeared yeah. for no reason, just poofed yeah. off of existence. Um, and there's been... Many cultures like that. Machu Picchu, I believe, is another one. That's, uh, we that's found in one of those, I believe. Like Machu Picchu is part of that. Isn't it, it might be. Um, but there's cultures like that, that's like all over the world, that just like disappear well, for right. no and, reason. And like those cultures disappear, but we still find you know remnants of people, and so I that could be. A, a number of things as well, such as um, mass disease they weren't ready for, or uh, a, like a catastrophic climate change that you know mm -hmm. could have been affected by like a small meteor hitting a different part of the world, and so they had to leave suddenly. And you know, cultures spring up places that we don't expect a lot to. Yeah. And so, as far as we know, those are just those people moving and having to like, carry traditions as far as they can remember them to another place. Um, and so... Definitely. Like, like there's... My my issue with most conspiracy theories is Occam's Razor. Um, I, I guess the point I was gearing around to there was the idea that... Take that back uh, even further. Past the point of what we know of as written history or even oral dictated history right and um we have a general idea of maybe maybe how long modern humans have been around on the planet right we're not 100 percent sure and that number changes very often yeah because we're constantly finding new evidence and things that make it older and older and farther back and farther back um, and especially with the ideas of, like, the ancient batteries and things like that, there is a thought that it's kind of like the At Atlantis idea of, at one point, there was other societies that were as technologically advanced or potentially more technologically advanced than we are now. Right. And the the knowledge that we could have had and that has been lost to us and we are stumbling around in the dark reef relearning all of that over and over and over again right. essentially and like we know like the half-life of things and we know how long things are supposed to last but uh, there's nothing really to say that we didn't have a civilization like that that didn't wipe itself out with like an entire nuclear holocaust like yeah and then just destroyed everything that was here and what we do find are minuscule remnants of like tens of thousands of years old uh you know it it could have been which, a building or it could have been a tv we don't fucking know which which is why if they are there and they are down that far under the earth manipulating us and getting us to do nuclear shit and we keep blowing ourselves up because we can't get it right they're safe from the fallout they're a hundred miles underground yeah that is the safe base of operations for them to be hiding in if 
nuclear fusion is their end goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eh. Yeah, I, I'm good at twisting <laughs> these things around. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this podcast is just to normalize the idea. Maybe we're lizard people. You don't know, listener. <laughs> Sideways eyelids flick quickly. <laughs> Nick Fury was a scroll for all of Captain Marvel. You don't know what's real. <laughs> Spoilers, I haven't seen it. <laughs> when are you gonna? I'm I mean, not, right, I'm right. not. I don't care about Captain Marvel. I'm not gonna watch it. It was it was pretty good. <laughs> but I, I just know you're not gonna watch it. And also, by the time you do, if you ever do, you're gonna forget that. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I can tell you I'm not gonna watch that movie. <laughs> it's, 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 we've gone too far. There's some pretty good lore implications. It's, it's a good movie. I, no, great feminist message. Fantastic. <laughs> I heard Brie Larson was a pain in the ass to work with. I, uh, maybe. I, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know either. That's just what I heard. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's just a very interesting... It, it, these things, I use them as a thought experiment, essentially. Yeah. That's, that's how I use all of these conspiracy theories. They're fun thought experiments to see what you can trace back, how much of it you can try to work out from the history that we already have. I don't put a lot of stock in, like, anything that has happened in the <laughs> since, you know, the 1950s or whatever. Like, right. a lot of that is sensationalizedness. A lot of that is, like, the people capitalizing on mass hysteria and mm. things like that. Uh, cash grabs to sell books and, you know, yeah. be uh, in the limelight for a minute. But I like to look at these conspiracies and then look back, as far back into the origins as they can, and try to find the bits and pieces that could maybe, just maybe, actually fit and be real. Right. All of the, the hype about, oh, they, they suck blood, and they eat people, <laughs> and this and that. No. I, I, no. That's, that's sensationalist bullshit. <laughs> but the idea of an alien race coming here to manipulate a less intelligent life form oh, into getting what they want out of it. That that makes sense. Here we go then. Uh so the drinking blood thing. Perhaps we are just the best meal. That is fair. Perhaps I mean D and D has taught us one thing. Lizard people like people meat. Yeah. Yeah. So like I mean, there are literally millions of people who go missing and just never get found. Mm-hmm. So, if we're going with the drinking blood conspiracy, theoretically, maybe that is their end goal, to have enough people that they can just munch. I suppose. I was thinking more Blade 3 when they just had giant blood bags, but there's just people that they're keeping alive and they're oh, constantly yeah. taking blood out of people. That's what blood banks are for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could be as well. I mean, like... The fact is, if we're going to go full-on crazy, we can go full-on crazy, and it's not very hard. No, I mean, you just got me to talk about both lizard people and hollow earth theory in the same sentence a little bit ago. Yeah, well, I, I yeah. can go crazy. Yeah, it's, it's just not very hard. Uh, the fact is, like, if you want to make something work in your head, you, you usually can. Like, you can create a narrative for just about anything, yeah. for sure. I just like to pull as much actual history out of it as I can yeah. to see where where pieces fit. Because also a lot of those ancient um, civilizations have multiple stories. You know, giant metal beasts coming from the, the sky alight with flame as they fell to the earth and things like, you know, like... Yeah. That's that's a clear image of a, a spaceship coming down through the atmosphere and landing. Or a meteor. Or a meteor. But, I mean, if those stories then go on to talk about the people that came from those metal beings, those yeah. giant metal crafts, like, that, that is clear representation of aliens came from space through the atmosphere, landed, communicated with the people that were here at the time... It's 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 kind of the whole thing, like, you know, did did the aliens help build the pyramids kind of thing? Like, right. you know, like... Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but it's also really crazy to think about 
how big those stone blocks are and that people actually moved them. Yeah. With not but logs and rope. Uh, and I, pulley systems. Yeah, I I don't know. I I just See, a lot of these conspiracies for me, specifically ones like this where we're under the control of another being for so long, um just diminishes the capability of people and I believe in people. I I hate people and you'll notice me be <laughs> quite pessimistic a lot of the time. But uh that's just because I'm angry. Realistically, <laughs> I uh, I really do believe in the the overall intelligence of humanity and our ability to get things done when we wanna. And I think we're a lot more capable than any of these conspiracies have ever given us credit for. I think a lot of them stem from the fact that people can't believe that. Because maybe in their lifetime, they've not seen examples of it. I lend some credence to that. I also think that... And I'm going to steer away from the pyramids for a second. But it's like there... And I'm not going to remember the names of them. But there's other locations where you'll find blocks and stones and things that are cut... Pre- so precise yeah. at such a precise angle they're cut so incredibly smoothly yeah that it would have been near impossible for humans with the tools that we believe they had at that time to have done it by hand with like a chisel and what you know what i mean right it would have taken some form of more advanced technology to be able to cut those stones the way they are cut for as big as they are and for how precisely the 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 angles on them are all exact angles the 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 sides of them are all perfectly smooth and they they run like you could put a a level on them and they would be perfectly level all the way across like well, right I'm, I'm i i see that as a thing but i also see that um people have like once again just found ways to do things when they wanted things done and another part of that is um, subjugation has been a tool often used and so while what we see is perfect angles done by a civilization a long time ago what uh, we could be seeing is like tens of generations of people under uh, a common ideal from like a dynastic rule that are all shooting for the same goal so like we don't know how long it took them to do any of that is kind of my point and it could have been like literally a hundred years on a couple of cuts because they were working through lifetimes to get that done i somehow doubt that though for for whatever reason, in my mind, the 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 rulers of those times they they were because supposedly things like pyramids and things like that are giant mausoleums, right? They're right. the resting place for their leaders. They needed to have those done by the time their leader passed. No, they didn't. Why not? Mummification. No, but that was the point, is that they wanted to have it done, that way they could lay them to rest in their, their memorial, in their monument. Right, but you can lay somebody to rest in a room and build around it. I it just... is not very hard to think of ways that they could have worked around specifications like that. And, like, given, given that somebody is respected enough by their people, or even by their children to make sure that their tomb gets constructed properly, that's a possibility. Like, the fact of the matter is, people are dedicated and people are obsessed. Mm-hmm. And uh, to a really unfortunate degree, a lot of people are just loyal. With no cause or basis in reality, they just... For the king! For the king. For the ruler, for the emperor, for the pharaoh, for the... 
for, for the whoever Empress. keeps food on my plate. Yeah, for for the people who have kept my life good for as long as I've been alive. I don't care about those people dying to make that happen, because my life has been good, and I will continue to be loyal to that ideal. Mm-hmm. And so it's like. Historically speaking, that has happened. We have records of things like that happening. And, I mean, if you just look at the stupid loyalty of Americans now <laughs> to people who have proven themselves to be stupid shithead assholes, and no matter what they say, they can't do anything wrong because of that perceived necessity for loyalty. Yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. I just... It also makes sense to me that at least at some point in humanity, something came down and and helped in some way, sparked in some way, whether it was early humans and they, they gave us something that helped spark that initial moment of, of conscious thought... Or if they came down after we had sparked that ourselves and gave us, I you know, the ideas for how to build and how to tool. Or, you know, it just makes sense to me that some help was had along that way. And there's too many records throughout history to say, in my mind, that that didn't happen. Well, and there's... Like, I don't discount that idea entirely, and, like, until we can prove without a doubt, like, this is how we did that, like, yeah, there's there's nothing to fully discount that idea. That's why we have, what, 15 seasons of Ancient Aliens? Yeah. 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 Like, it's, I mean, History Channel, what the fuck are you doing? But yeah, I mean, after <laughs> 10 o'clock at night, there's no more history to be found on that channel. I mean, after any time now. Yeah, I haven't watched in years. <laughs> the last few things I saw on History Channel were ancient aliens and then things like um, the most dangerous catch or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Crabbing. Crab yeah. Crabs are the most dangerous catch. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there's just... Yeah, there's there's nothing to fully discount that the, that we might have had some alien help at some point. But we also have just as many records of methods and ways that those things were done by humanity. Mm-hmm. And whether or not we had help, we also did it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a toss up. Uh, in the end, I don't believe in lizard people. <laughs> I mean, I can't wholeheartedly say that I believe there are lizard people. I, I would be lying if I said, oh, yeah, they're here. <laughs> um, but I also don't know that I can completely say that it's not a thing. Just at least at one point wasn't a thing. Maybe they aren't here anymore if they were ever. But I can't wholeheartedly say that I don't believe it entirely. I think there's too much evidence on both sides to make a good a good claim either way. <laughs> honestly. And and that's just the that's just the my mind being like, no, no, there's always that glimmer of maybe. <laughs> a glimmer of maybe. That's my memoir. Yeah. <laughs> You know, recently, the fun, totally unrelated fact, just recently we uh, finally figured out how the Romans made such good cement that lasts for, like, centuries and centuries. Oh, we figured it out? We finally think we figured it out. Um, because, obviously, as everyone knows, the cement we have today sucks balls and barely makes it 50 years before it starts to crumble and right. fall apart. But ancient Rome, the streets and the buildings are still going strong. They're yeah. generally really good. Um, we think what has happened is they were making essentially almost the same kind of cement that we're making now, but they would put um, chunks of limestone into it. Okay. And the limestone, as the cracks would hit it and whatnot, the water would filter down through the cracks, and because limestone uh, breaks apart much easier in water, the limestone itself would actually 
become soluble with the water and it will go up through and reinforce and fill the cracks and it'll reharden back into the cement and that's what's keeping it so sturdy over the centuries. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. So we might might be having good old-fashioned Roman cement here soon. Nice. That's a, a fun fact. I learned that yesterday. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I think that's been lizard people. I know I think so. we, we divulged a bit, but also uh, there's not a lot to go on on lizard people. No, there there are maybe lizard people, and um, they they might be your country's leaders. Uh, that is that. <laughs> Or they might just be a group of inbred people. <laughs> or they might be hiding underneath the ground, manipulating us into trying to make nuclear fusion a thing. Which we're getting real close to, so I guess when we get that down, we'll find out. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs>